Hi, everybody. We are excited to jump into Beyond the Message for the month of February 2020 as we dive into our four series as a church. So I'm here with Nick, who is the lead pastor at Calvary, and myself, Dave, as the executive ministries pastor. And we're going to take the next couple minutes just to look at the past month and see what it means about being for, for you, for us, for them, and for him. Dave, uh, you know, uh, preaching some of the messages throughout the month, um, from you, what, what was the most impacting concept uh, of this series this month? To me, honestly, I really think it was bringing everything together. It wasn't one particular week, even though we, we divided it, it really was focusing on just being unified as a church, being known what we are for, how the church is for you, how we are for us, how we can be for them and how we can be for him. And tying each week together, to me, this has really pulled it all. What I loved about the, uh, the series coming off of our series in January, talking about breakthrough, um, is it really started to take that next step. If we want to see breakthrough and each week kind of built on each other. And uh, our series don't always build like that, but I thought it was really neat. We stock, started talking about, you know, for you and taking ownership for you and um, that what your future is going to look like is really going to be dependent on you taking responsibility for who you become and what you do, which is really important. Um, sometimes we miss that. like. We uh, almost throw it off on Jesus. Hey, Jesus is just going to magically change me. Almost like an excuse to say, I don't have to do any of this work myself, right? Where it's like, hey, you know what? God, I know my life has been garbage and the way I've been acting for the last couple weeks or years or my entire life is contradictory to what honors you. Um, And I I clearly can't do this. So uh, you're going to need to make this change for me. It's like Jesus is a genie in the bottle. Yeah, And he's not a genie in the bottle. I mean, he has done remarkable things for us in giving his life and giving us salvation, but we still have to live that out and walk that out. Um, that's, I loved being able to come off of that breakthrough series talking about that. The, the thing that can be overwhelming when you're talking about for you, like I have to take responsibility, is sometimes it feels like it's more than what we can handle on our own. Yeah, and there's so much that really kind of feeds into that, right? You talked about how a lot of this is dependent on what I choose to be or what I choose not to be. And that's my choice. Just because I surrendered my life to Christ doesn't mean that tomorrow things go a certain way. I have to choose Christ daily in my life. Yeah, you're right. And those choices are so important day after day not just making a choice at an altar or raising your hand and praying a prayer in a service in one moment, but really living it out, continuing to put one foot in front of the other and, and walk that out, walk out that commitment, walk out that decision, that choice that you've made every single day. And that's in a lot of areas. That's in your faith and following Jesus. That's in your marriage and loving your spouse. That's in your job and choosing to do well, even when it doesn't feel good or doesn't feel like it. It's making the choice daily mm-hmm to be for you, to make yourself uh, the best version that God wants you to be. Now, you kind of uh, talked about, used Daniel as an example. For those of us that might have not been here to hear the message or haven't caught it online yet, can you just give a quick summary of what Daniel meant for being for you? Yeah, Daniel uh, is an amazing story. If you ever get a chance to read the book of Daniel, especially, you know, the first chapter, of course, uh, chapter eight, where it talks about Daniel and the lion's den. Those two chapters, you see Daniel's story where he was this very uh, 
gifted man and uh, very wise and had a lot of opportunities, doors open for him. And he chose, even in the face of uh, status, to still choose to do what was right, even when it didn't seem to be the wise thing to do. Uh, In Daniel 1, he's exiled to Babylon. The king of Babylon uh, chooses, handpicks him uh, to, to be one of his eventual officials, and they're trying to kind of indoctrinate him into the Babylonian way. And he chooses to not take the diet because of his beliefs as a Jewish man, uh, not to adopt the diet that the king wanted to force on him, and to give it to kind of do a test. And him and his friends uh, do this test, and they actually come out better than the others were. And he recognized that my choices today are going to affect what I become. I'm not going to allow circumstances or others' opinions or uh, the culture I find myself in to dictate who I become. I'm going to choose who I become and allow that to dictate it. And that was such a remarkable thing because Daniel was a really countercultural person. He didn't just fit into the mold of a Babylonian, but he chose to be who God called him and created him to be. And but it's not to say that God is asking you to be countercultural no, in no. all things or yeah. all ways, but that was very contextualized to what Daniel was going through. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that what God is asking me to do isn't countercultural either. No. I think one of the challenges sometimes is when we look at things like what I choose to be and how I choose to act is what do I do when I made the wrong choice or in my daily life I made a sin and I chose to not honor God in the way I live. Does that mean I'm at back at square one? No, not necessarily, because that's where you see God's grace at work in us and um, to experience his grace and to keep, make that choice the next time. Just because uh, Pastor Lance's message in January was really good on this, that sometimes we give in um, and it's not about giving in or uh, compromising, um, but it's also not about condemnation. It's, it's choosing each day, okay, I fell, I messed up, I screwed up. Today, I'm going to make the right choice. And you can't affect, you can't change the past, but you can't change the present and the future yeah. by your choices. Uh, the thing that I loved about the series, how, how it built, it was we talked about for you, and the for you idea can be overwhelming. But the next week, we talked about for us. Yeah. And that's the value of what it means to be part of the body of Christ. It's not just about you, and you have to figure this all out on your own, like you're on an island unto yourself. But we're a part of a community, a community of faith. And, uh, I that's, talked about loneliness. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That loneliness aspect, things where sometimes we come into uh, churches or we find different groups, maybe with our kids or with our spouses, like cooking classes or um, different things that we have throughout not just the church world, but our communities. We're really trying to find that place where we can belong. We have people that are like-minded or people that are going through the same struggles. And it's very easy when we live in a world of social media, which I talked about the following week uh, with For Them, where I can fall into the trap of comparing myself to somebody else's picture-perfect life when they're just showcasing the best, which is what we do with our social media. And we fall into that trap because, oh, well, you don't have the same issues I have. So I must be alone in this. I'm not even going to bother opening my mouth. I'm not going to share this because I'm just going to look like that person that's complaining about my issues and nobody wants to hear that, and nobody's going to be able to help me. And that's the thing, that we are in this community to carry each other's burdens. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that we can cast our cares upon him, speaking of Jesus, because he cares for us. 
If we are meant to model and follow his example, we should care for each other's burdens as well. We are part of this community. And when we get that community thing, like when we are genuinely living in real community, it changes the world. It changes us, but it changes the world because one of the great lies the enemy tells us that we believe is we're all on our own, that it's all you and no one cares. And that lie can destroy us because it's the lie in the quiet moments, the still moments that we believe and we buy into and we give up because we don't feel like we can do it on our own. But we don't have to. We weren't made to. We weren't created to. We were created to be part of community and that community can change the world. So what do I do if I'm really feeling like I've given into that or I feel like I'm all alone? How? What is a step that I can take? Look for opportunities to step out of your comfort zone to find yourself in community, in healthy community. It doesn't mean like you're gonna find your best friend or everyone you talk to is going to, you're gonna hit it off with, but put yourself in places where there's healthy community already happening. Sometimes we are so affected by our environment. If we can find ourselves in healthy communal environments, like a group, a catalyst group or a connect group, uh, or, or just getting a group of friends that you know are following Jesus and get together for coffee or for lunch or dinner. Or- yeah, right. That doesn't have to be part of the church. As no. a church, we try to provide those things because yeah. we recognize those things can be challenging to find, yeah. but they're not unique to the church and you can find communities in all these different things. And this is why we sign our kids up for different sports groups or music lessons and things that go along that line because there's community not just inside the church but God created us to be communal in all that we do and say and I think that's a big thing don't wait for community to come to you you go to it Mm, that's and and look for those opportunities to 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 create it another one is don't look for friends be a friend to someone it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like this isn't what I'm looking for start being a friend to someone and you'll start to discover relationship you start to discover the healthy components of community and that really uh, dives into what we talked about the following week with being for them uh, we talked about how if we are for them then I cannot be for me yeah and that really moves past that loneliness aspect of I can still put other needs and other people's needs before mine but not in a way that negates my needs but in a way that we can meet each other's needs yep. in that community aspect. Now we can put others first. And that's the real challenge is sometimes I try to skew how people look at me based off of what I can post online. And that's a big, big important factor of how I can actually exist as a Christian for others because I can give the persona that I'm actually about me. Yeah. And I love what you said that we talked that analogy of, of the, the, the mug and um, you can look perfect on the outside, but be a mess on the inside. And it's better to be uh, work on the inside and still be a mess on the outside. Um, because what that represents is so often uh, Christians are seen as hypocrites because we're the opposite. We look good on the outside and are a mess on the inside. And people discover the mess and they're like, you're such a hypocrite because you put up a fake front. Um, be real. People appreciate that. And honestly, you're more for them, meaning those outside the walls of the church, those who aren't following Jesus. You're more for them when you can be real and people can see Jesus working in you tangibly, not that you you know, look perfect and, and never cry or, or never angry or, or just always have a smile on your face no matter what happens, but that you're real. And people, uh, I love this saying, Craig Rochelle says this in his podcast every uh, time that people will follow you not because you're always right but because you're always real mm-hmm. and i think there's something so important about being real um being authentic and we are for them when we can be authentic yeah. and not not 
compromise or, or, or fall into that uh, feeling of God doesn't love me anymore, but, but genuinely be working through our stuff. Yep. And that really dives into how we can be for them when we are for him. Yeah. Because in the end, we can do all those things and try to do it independent of Christ. But when we do that for him, each of the motives, the ideas, the concepts become selfless. Yeah. When we can move past the things for me yeah. and become for you, for us, for them, because this is ultimately for him. Yeah. So what, what do we do now that we've, we've moved through this entire series of for and learning what this means to be for him? What do we do with that? I think it's, it's recognizing the priority of our life. And that's kind of the series, honestly. If you were to have an overarching idea, it's looking at priorities. Like what are your priorities and are they in the right order? And, uh, and we kind of closed out, we kind of worked backwards, so to speak, that we should ultimately, number one, should be for him. For, as Matthew says in Matthew 6.33, we should seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things be added to you as well. When we put his kingdom first, uh, earlier in that chapter, Jesus explains, God will take care of you. Like he's not going to neglect you. He's not going to forsake you. He will take care of you when you seek first his kingdom, when you put him first, mm-hmm. his purposes first. Because in the kingdom, the principles look different than in, in uh, our normal humanity. Things happen differently in the kingdom than what could happen in the natural. Yeah, and you kind of talked about how what we seek will determine what we see. And yeah. that's, that's very true. That's almost a rephrasing of where your heart is, your treasure will be also. Yes, yeah. And what I value in my life will be shown whether I realize it or not, or whether I'm trying to hide it, whether I'm trying to contain it, the heart issue will always come out one way or another. And I might be able to fool some people. I might not be able to fool others, but when our hearts are in the right place and we really apply this where we can be for you and for us, for them, ultimately for him, that really begins to define who we can be as a church, as Christians and shape that perception to not be, what is Calvary? What are these Christians against? But what are we for? And I think that speaks volumes to our testimony. Yeah. And we're here to change the world. We're not here to point out everyone's errors and problems and issues. We're here to change the world, to inspire and challenge people to step into that full life God has for them. And that's what I get excited about, that we can see God do remarkable supernatural things, not just through pastors or people with titles, but through all of us as we are for the right things. Well, that's great. Well, guys, that is all the time that we have for today. We are so excited that we got to spend this time with you, whether you're on your commute, you're exercising, wherever you are. But we want you to remember that we can be for you, for us, for them, and for him as a church, because this is ultimately about Jesus and his kingdom. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Message podcast from Calvary Church. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on this podcast. You can email us at btm at calvaryirwin.com. Also, be sure to share this podcast with your friends as we go beyond the message of what God has in store for you.